Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. It's January 1st, 2022. Wow. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, Jan Shaw, Yasmin West, and I think Bob is in the background, so maybe we'll get Bob West in here with us, too. Um, You guys can unmute if you would like, and I have to say that this year started out not so well for the producer because I managed to screw up the beginning of Jan Shaw, Jan Shaw's uh, show, and I just did it again. (laughs) And I think that the um, the player jumped. It shouldn't, you know, but anyway. So two shows, two mistakes. That's all I do in a year anyways, two mistakes. So we got those out of the way. <laughs> right, Walt? <laughs> uh, Preemptive mistakes. Right. Hi, Dolly. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, Happy New, New Year, year. Sheriff. Yep. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. There's Bob. Happy I knew he'd be there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope, huh? Gee. We we uh we certainly went through the last one fast enough, so if it's a bad year we'll probably run right through this one too. <laughs> but so I have the fast forward button. I have just such good feelings about it. I was sitting here and I was thinking, what am I gonna ask these guys? And I'm gonna ask you, you know, what are you actually feeling right now? I mean for most of my life, you know, the difference between the 31st and December and the 1st of January was, you know, 24 hours. Um, it wasn't any big thing. But a few years ago, I don't even remember what date it was. It was like I'm sitting there and that 12 o'clock thing came around and all of a sudden I was like, whoa, that was a big shift in energy. And I'm going, but that doesn't even really make sense because it's just the East Coast of the U.S. has already been happening, and so I was sitting here thinking about it. Do I feel any different than I did yesterday? And yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> but it feels like <clears throat> it feels like people are just letting go of all that that just passed, and the, and and they're really on their on the verge of a major new something new, something new's coming, you know. So I'm throwing it out there to you guys. Um, and hi, Yasmin. <laughs> Didn't even say hi. Hi, Walt. <laughs> we just sort of hello. started saying hello. <laughs> you know, happy hey, new year. Um, what are you guys thinking about that? Anybody got any thoughts about what you're feeling right now well, from yesterday? What I'm feeling is that now is the time to focus on what we want, not how we how we're going to get it. Because that, that we wasted so much of our time focusing on, oh, I, I can't get, I can't do what I want because I don't have any money or because I don't have any time. Always focused on the how. And when you and you and I, I wrote to Jasmine about this comment, and I said when you pay attention to, like the movers and shakers or like the people that are you know, famous because they always get their stuff done, they never focus on the how. They just focus on what is it that they want to achieve, and they just and that's that's the focus because they know 
Uh, they don't care how, but they know that it's going to get done. The how doesn't concern them at all. And that's one of the things that I noticed is that we were like so focused on, oh, I don't have enough time to do this. Oh, I don't have the money to do this. We're always focused on the how, like that's going to get something done. But in reality, that's not the, that's not the point. Focus on what you really want to do and the how is going to arrange itself. And that's 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 the way the cabal has always done it. They don't care how it gets done. They just they're just, just focusing on on getting what they want, and it has worked wonders for them. So it's about time it should work wonders for us, since we're the ones building the reality they wanted, and they never even said thank you. Oh, I I forgot. Thank you is a bad word for them. <laughs> hey Jan, I never even said hello to you. All of a sudden, I, I was think, I went, oh my God, Jan's supposed to be here. She and you, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, I won't hold it against you. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I think that that might be very true, Walt. And you know, when I look at what 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 I'm feeling right now about what 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 I'm kind of reading off of the human race right now is. Exactly what you're saying, because in the past, they didn't know there was even a problem. They didn't know what they wanted to do because of all the things they had been programmed to for reasons as to not do it. But right now, everything that they thought they knew is really teetering on either gone or teetering on going over the brink. And so now... And with with all the awfulness, I mean, it is a demonstration of how awful it can get. They know what they don't want, so, so at least we've got that much going for us, you know. They don't. They 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 now are understanding that there's some things you do not want, and at least if we get them there, and that's the concept I think that Fuller talked about in making a new reality, is give them an option. And I, I think that's what the alternative community has been doing for decades, giving people an option to a different reality. So I'm just throwing that one out there. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. But uh, that's that's what the point I was saying is that people, they don't realize it. They are doing it because they're used to functioning in the old reality way. In the real reality way, for example, let's say you work in a corporation. Your boss would come and say, I need this done. And he would slam his hand on the desk. And you had to make it your business to get that thing done. So from the earliest from the earliest job you had in that life, it has always been your focus. Okay, how do we get this bullshit done? But you don't but it's not what you want. Nobody asks you what you want. You're just being given orders. This is we need this done. This and you have to break your head open and, and figure it out how this stupid boss wants this thing done. But now we have to uh, change the roles. We are. This is what we want. We don't know how it's going to get done. We because we know that everything we draw to ourselves is like the law of attraction. You pull to yourself what you want. How it's going to get done? It doesn't matter. Because the, the universe has infinite ways of bringing stuff to you. What matters is that you be focused on what it is you want. Then all the elements that are needed to make that will arrange themselves. Hey, That's, I have so to we, share a story. <laughs> oh, sure. Along those lines to kind of demonstrate what you're talking sure. about, Walt. Um, 
So I had a car. It was a, it was a 2016 and it had, so it wasn't very old and I had perfectly maintained it at the dealership, gotten all the servicing done. And for some reason, this car just never was right. And just kept having problems. And then at the beginning, and so Bob and I, we had discussed, you know, trading it in and getting a new car. And the problem was I, I still owed money on it and I owed more than what the car was worth according to the dealership. So, or blue book, what they'd give me. And so I was like, well, you know, we, I guess we just need to kind of, pay this off before we can do something, but, um, it, it's kind of an unfortunate situation. So, you know, 2020 goes by <laughs> and then, you know, I'm not driving that much. So there, I didn't have very many problems with it. But then as soon as I started going back to work, as soon as 2021 hit, I started having all these problems with the car and like two fuel filters went out or fuel pumps. Um, and just, it ended up being like $4,000 in repairs. And fortunately I was still covered under the warranty, but the warranty was scheduled to run out. And so I was at a dilemma and I'm like, well, Oh my God, what do we do? You know, I have this car. It's not that old. <laughs> Yet, um, yet I'm really kind of in a bad situation here. And um, as soon as the warranty runs out, you know, I could be out of pocket for a lot of bills and I can't seem to get rid of the car. So I just, I kind of pushed that aside and I just said, you know what, this situation's going to resolve itself. I, I don't know how, where, <laughs> it's just going to resolve itself. You know, I'm going to have a, a well running car and this whole pandemic in 2020, because they stopped producing the chips that go into the vehicles, <laughs> it started to create a huge demand on used cars. And so I, I re-looked after I, we went through that whole process, I, I re-looked at my car's value and the value of my vehicle had shot up $10,000 <laughs> because of this, this chip shortage. And so I was like, well, that definitely covers what I owe. It would get me out of the vehicle and then we could buy something else, um, hopefully, <laughs> and not, you know, pay a ton of money for it. So I traded it in and, or I, I just sold it back to the dealer. And then I was like, well, you know, now, now hopefully we'll find the perfect vehicle. That's not too much money because, you know, with my, my used car being worth more, that was driving up the prices of other cars too. However, we found out that some of the more luxury models at that exact time had not increased as much as the non-luxury models. So my car was a Ford. So I, I got Buco bucks for it. And then I was able, we were able to buy 
a used car, um, a BMW at a very affordable price, which was actually less <coughs> than a lot of Fords. So it all worked out and it's a good demonstration of what you're talking about. Well, and you didn't have to worry about it. She had to have a pandemic to get it done, Walt. My God. Now we know who so, to blame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took about overkill, huh? <laughs> uh, that's a great story. Sorry about that. <laughs> I think the point is that if you, you know, I used to have a real issue with scarcity years ago. Oh, I say years ago. Um, I've told the story many times about how I've manifested money out of thin air. And I've just got to the realisation that I have supported. I've always been looked after. So if I, you know, I don't get uh, anxious about stuff, I'll put out intentions and I'll just relax. And, you know, when I teach the manifestation, I always say that if you're if you're in that point of, um, you know, oh, I must have such and such, you're closing the space. It's like everything, um, you get attention, which keeps out the possibility of that occurring, you know, because if, if you get too much into, oh, yes, I've got to have this or I've got to have that, you're actually putting out the energy of not having. Whereas if you relax, oh, yeah, that'd be really good to have that. You're kind of relaxing, the energy is positive, and you're literally opening the space for that manifestation to land. And I just, you know, I live from day to day um, in the present moment as much as possible. And I've learned from my own experiences that I have, even when I seem to have been in the direst straits, no food, no money, no nothing. Everything, it's always come to me. So when you get that element of trust and faith, that's the thing that really gives you the ability to manifest the things that you want because it's, it's faith and belief that actually fuels the process. Because as soon as you doubt the possibility, you've just, you know, shut the whole energy of that manifestation coming to you switched it off and you're going to get the continuing lack of it the best example i can give you of that <clears throat> doubting thing i was in the outside we had this very sacred place i was cleaning up the altar type of thing loose name altar um and all of a sudden i heard like the sound of what a horse makes when they hit the the soil, you know, with their with their hoof. <clears throat> and I'm like, huh. And then I realized I could smell horse. I could actually smell horse. So I turn around, and not three feet behind me, I mean, I have to tilt my head way back to see this thing, is the most amazing chestnut horse I have ever seen in my life. And on top of them was this, being in such a, a white light that I couldn't, I could, I could, I could, I could make out the figure, but it was very, very, um, like I say, kind of like bright, too bright to really see the detail. And I said, I don't believe this. 
and boom, gone. You know, I, 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 I have to wonder what would have happened had I not said that. But boy, I tell you, uh, anything anything starts happening up that I can't explain, that's the last thing I go to. I go, oh, wow, this is kind of neat. What's happening? You know, because you've got to reinforce it, that you can't say, you know, no. You say no, and the universe says, oh, you don't want that. Okay, gone. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. And that's the thing. I was kidding. You know, when... When you're in that mindset of um, magic, it's magical. It's like you're, you have a level of awareness that helps you spot those synchronicities and celebrate them. And, oh, this is so cool because it's like you're open to all possibilities. You're not shutting down any possibility. It's, it's like, um, you know, what? Obviously, your thing is you can create your own reality in terms of cosmic reality. I have the same philosophy. And, you know, we were talking on the phone last night about, um, you know, 2021, let's help it's better this year and everything else. But as I said to you, I, I haven't suffered in 2021 at all because I haven't got dragged into the drama of all this scamdemic at all. And, you know, um, when you read between the lines and you sense what's really happening, it's, you know, I've said ever since I came over here and was organising the festival, Festival of Enlightenment for 2011, it's like I've lived in a different dimension. And so you're able to observe what's going on in the world without being dragged into it. And that that really is the source of inner peace, um, you know, faith and trust, again, in terms of circumstances and everything. It's a wonderful state of being, I have to say. I would hate to be in that 3D mindset. I mean, it's just boring and negative and everything else. I much prefer where I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> totally agree with you. I feel so bad for those people that are so afraid. I mean, they, right now they've got themselves self-quarantined. They're wearing the masks. They're not seeing people. They're not hugging, you know, the whole terror thing. For a common cold. That's all that dang thing is. Common cold. It's like you said, they can't test for, for this. The it's, it's cold and flu and 5G. That's mm. that's what it is, and it's you know the the five G connection. And if you haven't heard me, actually, it's on the. If you go to the top of the chat uh, above the chat box on the where the listen listen it says radio tab on on cosmicreality.com. If you go there, there is a new audio up, and it's a twelve minute tape that I put together on a document that came out of the. Um, the uh, department that Fauci works for, okay, the National Institute of Health. And it is a brilliant, absolutely um, peer-reviewed, every reference is peer-reviewed, but it's a brilliant, it's like they've been listening to me or all the other people out there talking about 5G. But they, this is an actual certified, you know, peer-reviewed document that has been put under the uh, it's called dih.com 
Department of um, the Institute and and I'm sorry N I H the National Institute for Health and they they they're making the title of it is um, the the connection between 5G and the COVID disease <laughs> you know that's that's what they they were looking they said everybody's looking at this thing as a viral pneumonia but there is could be environmental aspects to it that are not being addressed. And then they brought out the fact that Wuhan was where they had the first 5G, first of, well, there was three first cities in China, one of them was Wuhan, uh, for the 5G, and then how it correlated statistically that the original outbreak of all this was in areas where 5G had just been turned on. So they end it by saying there's not enough statistical evidence to absolutely prove what we're saying, but there is enough statistical evidence to indicate that this could be a problem. And in the, well, they used a uh, kind of a legal term, you know, uh, you know, overly protective versus, you know, ignoring the information. They called for a moratorium on all 5G and that we have to investigate this. So first off, it's the most stunning document I've ever seen, especially in regards to 5G. But more importantly, it indicates that within the structure of the place that Fauci works for, that everything he says is a lie, you know, you have another organization that seems to be what we thought government should be. And uh, When was that put out? Just as a it was, out of It was um, published in October of this year. But it right. never got put on the internet. I think until November. I'll give you the link. It's because it's, it's yeah, brilliant. because you know, I'm as I was saying in the show. You know, this change of narrative. I'm seeing so many things coming out that are vindicating what we've always said: masks don't work, and you know, blah blah blah. That um, is changing. I mean, they even had. Um, Fauci, wasn't he saying that um, the the numbers of COVID cases in or hospitalizations for COVID in children had been inflated? You know, when they're coming out with these statements that go against all the propaganda that they've been putting out, it makes me very um, uh, curious as to why this sudden shift. Now, people are saying, oh, well, it's because, you know, we're in 2022 now and there's the midterms and everything else. And other people are saying, oh, well, now they're just going to shift to the uh, climate change thing. But, you know, I still hold to the the belief that the White Hats are in charge. And as we were saying about, you know, you focus on what you want to create the more of us that do that, we will have, we'll not only, we'll, un, we'll um, kind of almost guarantee that the White Hats are in charge because the collective consciousness will say, this is our reality. So. Yeah, if they're not there, it's, it's almost the longer this goes along, the fact if they're there or not there, you know, is is less less critical. Should I put it that way? It's like 
okay, if they're there, awesome, because there's, you know, all sorts of awful things that we think that they that are happening, you know, like the undergrounds. Um, but at the same time, there, there's such a turnover in humanity, the awakening in humanity. Uh, we don't see enough of it, but I mean, I was looking at something, I think it was, I think it was on television, and it was a city that was just as far as you could see in the streets there were people protest i don't even know what they were protesting because i wasn't paying any attention to it i just kind of glanced at it and i went oh my god look at all those people you know in in the streets and peacefully mm. <laughs> there was no fires <laughs> it was peaceful but you know so i think that there is a tremendous amount of um activity that we have no clue about I think also we have to remember that um, Trump always said, you know, um, the power is is going to be back in the hands of the people. So much as we like Trump, I can I can use the royal we if necessary. I'm not speaking for everybody, but you know, we don't we shouldn't be relying on a rescuer. You know, because it's in the Constitution, if you've got a um, a tyrannical government or whatever, you know, you're within your rights to overthrow it. And I think this is the point that, um, you know, swooping in, you know, with the military or whatever to rescue people when many of them don't believe there's even a problem is a problem. You know the the number of people that still are actually asking for these freedoms to be taken away in the name of safety. Um, they have no comprehension of really what's going on. Unfortunately, I mean, somebody put on Twitter, "Do you think we'll see the return of common sense this year?" Because it seems to have left the planet. <laughs> For most people. Well, you you know, but, there's an, there's another side story to it because I was listening to a tape from Robert Kennedy. He was did an interview on his um, his book on Fauci, and the interviewer, young kid, <laughs> he 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 asked him, um, well, you know, where is there protesting? Are people aware of this stuff? And Fauci said, yes, yes, there are. And he said that oddly enough, the place where he finds um, the, the protest. You mean that, Kennedy, not Fauci. Uh, Kennedy, sorry about that. Kennedy said that it, the odd thing was that the place where he was finding the more the most um, potent uh, standing up for the rights and and movement towards you know getting this all under control was Republican states. He's apparently been um, brought in and talked to um, state legislators and telling them the truth. And then they've taken actions. He wasn't getting specific as to what was happening. But he, was, he pointed to the fact that it's the Republican states that are really the ones that are, you know, because they've got the power to do it. Too. But the fact that he was, you know, mentioned that beyond anything else, I thought was really telling. Yeah, and it's not going to be reported on the media. No. He was telling what truth? He, he, Kennedy was saying that he is, that 
he has been talking to Republican states like Florida, Georgia, Alabama, you know, the Republican states, their legislators, the ones that are the state government, and saying to okay. them, and, and telling them about Fauci and the pandemic and, and you know, oh. what we're really up against, and the legislatures are, are starting to react to it. And, and they're the places that you need to get the attention because they're the ones with the power. This has gotten down very much into an interesting uh, states against the federal government. It's a states' right thing. Yeah, and isn't that um, the whole movement behind it as well? So you've got the people that are starting to say no to all of this, and then you've got the states actually acting to block these federal um, mandates with all these lawsuits and things to say no you're not doing that um, be interesting to see the Supreme Court judgment uh, about these lawsuits that are blocking you know wanting to block the ocean mandates and what have you which uh, I think isn't it the, the third that um, the Biden administration has to respond to the Supreme Court, something like that, about, you know, why these mandates should be pushed through. So um, I don't pay any attention yeah. to it because, to be honest with you, I, I don't trust the judicial system. Well, no, absolutely, exactly. But it's also when you see some of these um, decisions, is also exposing that as well. I mean, I, I go on Epoch Times, I've got a subscription to it, and in the comments you've always got, um, you know, people are very, very aware of how corrupt the whole thing is. Not It's the DOJ, it's the FBI, it's the CDC, it's the WHO, it's the CIA. Every flipping government agency is riddled with corruption, and it was always there, but we didn't see it. Now everybody's seeing it. Yeah. Um, just to, just to pop in, when we talk about government corruption, we also we mistake corruption for ease. And by ease, I mean that once you develop a government agency, no matter what its intent is, it doesn't become corrupt. It just becomes hungry. It needs money. It needs to justify itself. And, and so we have definite problems within our government on a federal level and even here in our state government of California, but not everybody's going to realize that because we're from all over the place. Um, but our biggest problem with government that we have is complacency. We've forgotten to teach the children to ask the questions that we grew up on. You know, the hippie generation telling us to beware of what the man was doing. And then the generations that followed, we just didn't bother paying attention to them either. And now we have the internet and Instagram and everything else. And you think that we would have more coverage of our lawmakers and the people who get elected dog catcher. And the answer is we actually have less because we become tribal and we only follow the people that we agree with. So and not necessarily this group, um, but I thought I might mention that because some of these government agencies are, are very well intended. But the only way to keep going in their little kingdoms is to justify their jobs, and to keep sucking money off of the taxes, which is our money. Excellent point. Excellent point. 
And I totally agree. When I was in the, um, well, any time I've had to deal with the government, it's like there's three tiers, and you, the federal government. You've got um, the people that are elected. Then under there, you've got professional politicians that are just jockey, jockeying the job to get to the next one. But under there, you got the third tier, and those are the bureaucrats. And everything of tier one and two, information-wise, okay, comes from those bureaucrats. So who's running the show? It's the bureaucrats. They had a great um, comedy series in the UK. It's going back quite a few years now, uh, probably. Uh, oh, well, I can't remember the dates. I won't, I won't <laughs> try and remember. But they had a series of Yes Minister and then it became Yes Prime Minister. And it was exactly that. It was hilarious, but so true about the civil service in, in the UK that would, you know, they get a new minister when the general election happened, then, you know, they'd have a new candidate and a new minister and the minister would be in there in this case, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to do all this and all that. And they would be totally undermined by the, the bureaucrats that were, you know, in that ministry to do all the administration work. It was hilarious, but so true. <laughs> Unfortunately true. You know, it, because you've got, it's easy to, to, to buy these people off. Not that they're, they're easily bought out, but they, there's so many of them that it doesn't take much for, for the, you know, them to start to, and, you know, it's just, it's really weird place we're in. But the problem is just what Bob, you know, alluded to is that we gave our power over to people that <clears throat> said, oh, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> and now I've got it. And, yeah, I do believe, though, that the people at the top, there is there is absolute corruption. I mean, look at Pelosi and the unselect committee, as Trump calls it. Look at how they engineered January 6th. Look at, look at Pelosi saying, no, we're not going to put in a rule that uh, people in Congress can't trade shares. Um, you know, look at how the net worth of these politicians that come in, you know, with fairly modest means and end up being multimillionaires. Look at what's happened in the FBI when they are changing evidence, you know, in the in the uh, Russiagate thing. Look at the FBI where they're in this, they create this... Um, this conspiracy to kidnap Governor Whitmer. They turn up trying to look like MAGA supporters. I mean, that one where they were, <laughs> they were all wearing the same uniform and carrying these funny-looking shields. And <laughs> obviously, you know, oh, we are... I can't remember the name of the organisation they call themselves. But, and then there was the absolute farce of... Um, the the I can't remember what date it was, but all these FBI agents pretending to be at this rally, all wearing the dark glasses and same kind of uniform. I mean, they stuck out like a sore thumb. But this is the point, you know. It's 
corruption, corruption, corruption and evil in many cases. It's not just, you know, laziness. It's deliberate to undermine, you know, literally um, try and create this um, this situation of criminality where no criminality exists. It's what they was doing to Trump from the moment that he started to run. Now, yeah. a, a question for Nancy. Go ahead. Okay. The birth of all these three-letter agencies, like like Bob pointed out, ultimately they need to justify their existence and therefore they need a constant source of revenue. The creation of so many agencies, all of that came to pass because unbeknownst to the public they were they had their own constitution being run as opposed to the actual constitution of the nation is that is that because because the uh, the government was turned into a private corporation that opened the door for these things to be created if we were to go back to a real republic then you no longer have a justification for these agencies, so numerous? Well, <clears throat> the, the real problem is, uh, um, was, was when, you know, after the Civil War, the country was so devastated that they made a deal with the bankers and they sort of gave up D.C. for the money to be able to rebuild the country. So that was what when, when you start seeing the United States Corporation, not the United States Republic. So from 18, what is the date, 71, I think, <clears throat> you don't have a republic anymore. It's a, it's a corporation. But I think that in any big corporation, you would have the same situation if you were Okay, in in most corporations, what you're trying to do is you're trying to move up the corporate ladder within the corporation. Yes, at the very top, you might start switching businesses, okay? But basically, you're just trying to work within that one, you know, line of, of, of progression, like in the military. And that seems to be something that's overlooked, is that you, the, the, the massive growth in the United States economy came after World War II, and the people that were building that economy had actually had military training. And in the military organization, it's based on merit up until you get to the um, rank of a, like a light colonel. Then to go from a light colonel to a, a full colonel, that's when the politics start happening. And then after that, to go from a, a full colonel into any of the, the general ranks, it's all politics. That's the military. And so that was actually the organizational schematic that they've used in a lot of the industries. So in the industries, you have the same kind of a situation occurring, but in a lot of industries, you don't have that ability to jump from, you know, Make the the president of a plastic company into being, you know, a U.S. senator. So they don't See? have that momentum to go into, you know, the higher stuff. So you have a more stable organization because you don't have all these people wanting their next job. 
And that, again, gives power back to the bureaucrats. If you know that, hey, wait, just wait a couple of years, they'll change jobs and we'll be okay again, then you've got bureaucrats that are the the real oligarchy in in these kind of organizations, the ones that know that the top is all political. That's the group. And I think that it doesn't matter who's, what organization, it's just a, the nature of human beings, unfortunately. When we, uh, you know, see when we talk about government and people talk about the way government works is when there, when there isn't a program for something, someone, a lobbyist, uh, a senator, a person smells an opportunity to open a valve. And I, I say open a valve because what they want to do is channel funds, taxpayer money to their project. And they don't even care about their project in the long run because they know that once the valve gets open, it's almost impossible to close the valve because so many people become affected by the amount of material flowing through it. So Senator X comes up with this bill idea and he opens up this big old valve that say pays money to everybody with a child, like we have going on right now, we have $333 a month or whatever it is. And he knows that that's never going to get turned off because that valve is so big that there isn't a force big enough to close the valve again. And he doesn't even care if it works because he knows that he'll look at it and and explain to his constituents and everybody else how wonderful the valve was and how it created all these jobs and made all these people happy. And it could be a losing money like crazy. And he will go find another job <laughs> and find a way to open another valve. And that's the problem that we've had is we, we don't teach people to go and close the valves. Well, it goes back to the fundamental. Uh, see, I think actually the, the people that the, the founding fathers, when they put the Constitution together, I can't remember which one it was, but I think it was Hamilton. And he said, you know, this representative government that we're putting together <clears throat> is very dangerous because it is it has to hinge on the the goodwill of men and it, it you know harvard university did a study and they found out that politicians are sociopaths you have to be to be able to survive in politics so if you look at it from that standpoint well why is it that only sociopaths would find a home there okay it's because of the longevity the mistake I think they made in the Constitution was not limiting time. They should have limited term. Because that way you can't get sucked in. I mean, you know, you can go in there, you can, you know you got eight years to be able to make changes. You go in, you hit them, you don't care, you're not going to make deals because you're only there for eight years. And, and that's when you can make some movement. But when you get in there and you say, oh, God, I've been here for eight years, I'm still here. Oh, and they're promising me this and promising me that, but i got to do this. Well, that's okay. You know, I mean, it's you give them more time to take somebody and nurture them into a sociopath. So to me, if, you know, when, when the uh, republic is readdressed, I really hope that they look at the concept of, you know, limiting terms. They do for the president. Why don't they do for the senator and congress people? That would clean up a whole lot of it instantaneously. All those, you know, all those old 
threats and promises are all gone. Every eight years, you know, somebody new. The problem is we don't have a lot of people out there that have the, the desire to do this. And it's why. Because we don't ever t teach civics in the schools anymore. We don't make kids proud of being an American. Proud of being in, in a country where you can participate. You can make those. They've taken that all out. I was appalled when I found out civics wasn't being taught anymore. I well, mean, this, because this, this pre, the I don't know how many in numbers, but the last few generations have been dumbed down compared compared to the previous ones. Because uh, I, I'm as you, as you're speaking, I'm visualizing the contrast between when Alex Collier speaks about uh, Andromeda and society, how the children are educated to know the latest information in, in all the fields. So. The law of consistency says that everyone should know what everybody else knows. Everyone should be educated. So the end result is that your children knows know more than you. So the civilization continues progressing upward. But when I look at the, the state of the world, like, for example, somebody puts a comical comment in Facebook that when cars were sold in the 1940s and 1950s, the owner's manual said how to adjust the valves on very complex procedures in the engine. Now, it, uh, the user manual in a, in a new car tells you, oh, do not drink the, the battery fluid. You know, everything has been dumbed down to, the, to such a point that people are essentially useless. So it's like as time has passed, people know less. And like, for example, to take a look at the level of education, children are being taught to do math like a computer does math by, by doing these lines of text instead of just instead of being able to do multiplication of numbers in your head like usual, the way that I, I, I was taught to multiply numbers in my head. I don't have to look at a calculator, but no. No, now you, they, they're teaching children in school some convoluted method where to proce to process two numbers you need like seven lines of text uh it's it's like the somebody somewhere has purposely decided to dumb down the generations so as new people come in, into the society into the world young people they know less than than the previous generations that's absolutely unnatural and it's it's so harmful it's hurting us, everyone. Well, you know, but it's it's an it, again that's a human um, tendency that I found in working in different jobs, is that people and it goes back to whoever said the thing about they need to justify their jobs, okay? Because you got to justify your job, you don't want anybody else knowing what you know to be able to do your job to protect your job, so. You got people that are supposed to be teaching the people underneath them, and they don't, because they're trying to protect their job. It's almost like an inbuilt problem in the system. Does that make sense? Well, that that exists. You're here. We're talking politics. Well, that ex exists in other fields of human activity. Like, for example, um, I remember having uh, this conversation with a, a gentleman who who was a, a veteran of the uh, martial arts. So he says that one of the problems with martial arts is that as the as the generations have passed, the years have passed, he says, uh, 
many secret techniques and advanced techniques of of, of uh, martial arts have been lost because what happens is let's say let's say you're a martial arts master uh, let's say you're living um, I don't know in the third century so and you're you have ten secret techniques that are part of your school of thought and how you're taught okay well you eventually you're going to die so you uh, another disciple takes over well that disciple uh, says well out of this out of these 10 techniques i'm going to teach uh, eight of them so i always have an edge over the the other and nobody can take over my power nobody can kick me out because i know more than the gun the guy coming after me so he says that comes down we come down to the present where Whoever is teaching the martial maybe knows one tenth of one percent of whatever is left, because all the other techniques have been kept a secret by the previous people because they wanted to hold on to their power and they didn't want to be dethroned or, or you know, be replaced by someone superior. So we, what you're describing in the political sense, it's I wasn't. I wasn't. Also, <clears throat> I wasn't describing it in the political sense. I was describing it in the when I was a maintenance engineer in the condominium. The chief engineer. I'm is. I'm on from midnight to eight. The chief engineer wouldn't tell me the basics of how to do certain things because if I knew it, then I could become the chief engineer which was ludicrous, and I didn't realize it for a long time. So I learned because I would hang out with the people that were fixing the stuff, you know, especially if it happened at night. And I'd get as much mm -hmm. in. But he would, he, I'm going like, why won't he tell me? He can stay in bed if I knew that. That was a simple fix, but nobody had ever, you know, explained it. And uh, it's because they, they want, the, the, you know, knowledge is power. That's, um, you know. The common denominator is fear. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Fear that, take yeah, my job. absolutely, absolutely. And yep, that's you know, all, the head. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. I solved that problem then. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, thanks. Totally the opposite. I, I had the opposite uh, attitude. Uh, my my uh, my predecessor in in the IT world had that mentality you know don't tell the customers anything don't teach them anything that way i they have a perfect excuse to keep calling and calling and calling for service calls i have a, an assured job because whatever they need they're going to call me my attitude was completely opposite i wanted the customers to learn like the the office ladies i wanted them to get familiar with everything that they knew that they could handle and that way they won't if they pick up the phone they're going to call me on really complicated stuff that they cannot fix like opening up a computer and replacing something they have to call me because they don't know how to open up a computer and replace a component but i don't want them calling me every time they can't print because somebody unplugged the printer from the wall you mean i have to drive 100 miles to an office charge them for a visit waste the time to go there and then the time coming back because somebody unplugged the printer and you can figure that yourself no 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 i'm not i'm not doing that so and we never lost business because of that attitude the more they they knew 
they were more satisfied because they were feeling they were getting something for the for their money in in the service they were being educated as well as being helped uh, we never lost businesses because i was informing the customers that mentality of keeping them in the dark is so stupid oh absolutely i couldn't agree more in fact you and i must be very similar because my last corporate job in it um i worked for major retail company in the UK and I I when I started I was uh, running a, a, the team that supported and developed for the home shopping division and um, the general manager told me sometime after I joined he you know they we would have regular meetings he would say right I want this functionality to be introduced into their systems and my predecessor would just say no he wouldn't explain well I don't think that's going to work because or how about this instead Um, there was absolutely no level of communication and of course the business area were absolutely pissed off with him so when I joined, I mean, my approach is totally different. So I would talk to him and say, you know, what is it that what's the end result you want from this? Well, this is how we can do this. And how about this? So we'd actually talk about what the options were. And then once we decided, we went ahead and made the changes and the relationship between my team and and their um, organization just blossomed and in fact I was actually invited to their their annual conference which had never happened before but you know it's when you build those relationships with people and it's the same with the members of my team I would always give them the big picture of this is what we're what we're trying to um, not we're trying to this is this is these are the objectives of this project. This is the big picture and you fit into it here because if they don't know the, the kind of end result that we're working together to create, they could end up going off at a tangent. And the more that you nurture those people underneath you without fear of being replaced, the more successful the whole team becomes and therefore you'll get you'll get to the next level because you're creating results for the company you know that other that fear-based approach is so counterproductive so counterproductive yeah. hey, hey jan i've i've trained everybody at every job i've had and i can tell you i've never run out of work to do <laughs> Well, absolutely. And, um, you know, even if you're working with different departments within the same company, if you still treat them as customers, I mean, I that team I was leading also looked after the systems for payroll and pensions. And it was the same thing there. They had no trust of the IT department because they'd had such awful relationship and awful service. So, 
you know and also you're making your life easier aren't you if you've got happy people who wants to be in a, a situation where it's conflict 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 all the time yeah. i mean talk about stress levels no thank you you want everybody to be happy not in a you know pollyanna kind of thing but because you know there's a good relationship and the people involved get a lot of satisfaction from being successful and in and, working and together when you teach people something whether you mean to do it or not you are showing trust in them you are trusting them to learn what you're giving them and you're trusting them to use that information correctly uh when when i've had to deal with it like i in the corporation where my in my last job and i had to deal with the people in the it it was horrible because it's like they don't trust you with a with a grain of information like you're going to sabotage something or you're going to do something wrong no you idiot i'm trying to save you time just show me how or tell me explain what is it that needs to be done with this and I'll, i'll get that out of the way i don't want your job i don't i'm not doing your job and i don't want your job just trust me that i can i can do this correctly but it's it's that mentality is so it it makes for very tense uh human relations because you're constantly pulling teeth but if you if you teach people and you and you don't have and you have no qualms about teaching them something new uh they're happy in the job because you're you're trusting them and you're you're you put you know you're putting trust and in them and they they feel oh okay i'm i'm being trusted as an equal because i i, I can do it and even if someone is not trusted as an electronic technician they're not stupid they can understand the language they can still do things in in the computer that i don't need them to take it apart and change the hard drive but know how to process something in microsoft so oftentimes they they're able to fix the problems themselves as long as they know what is it that they're looking at and it all comes with okay trust them to have the information and they're not going to screw things up that that's all it comes down to and people feel good because they're when being treated when we come back oh i thought you were done all right. all right, oh okay. gosh start time <laughs> <laughs> when we come back from break i, I got something okay we're going to break with elvis if i can dream 3 minutes we'll be right back And welcome back to the Say What Show. It's January 1st, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, Jan Shaw, Yasmin West, and Bob West is in the background, and I love his comments. Um, <clears throat> okay, so hi to everybody out there in the chat room, and if you come in and you're listening to the podcast, you can always catch the live shows and on this case it's Saturdays between 6 and 8 on cosmicreality.com and you can go to the radio tab and be in chat. <clears throat> We have a lot of people that have been following us for a while and uh there are extended family. Our immediate family, our extended family is the listeners all over the world that participate in this. So, happy new year. <laughs> so, can't believe it's another year gone by but it has and now we're into a new year where it's ours to make so um Walt you've got something from Anelia 
It's a no, new... we have our, our we have our words from our local sheriff. Oh, that's Don't right. Don't forget, that's Dolly. A, that's Dolly right. Wanted oh, okay. to say something. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that, you guys. You're welcome. Um, we've been dwelling on, on the past and the negative type stuff from the past. Well, my question is, this is a new year, first day of a new year, first day of the rest of our lives. Have you given any thought to the direction you want to see your life go in this new year to uh, things that you would like to see happen in this new year? And have you thought about uh, what you want to do in this new year? So that's the questions I throw out to all of you who are on air here with me. I guess a quick answer is I'm in that process. It's funny talking about time because, you know, uh, two or three weeks ago I'd said, right, this is it. Get my goals together for 2022. Get my business plans together for 2022. And here I am on the 1st of January and I haven't got it done because all these things kept coming up. I had problems with my dog and problems with technology and all sorts of things. But the thing is, it's like this whole thing about relaxing. Say, okay, well, obviously it's not time, not going to work that way. I'm not going to get stressed about it. But it's funny, I've become less and less uh, focused on time. And, you know, in the old days, I I would always get really excited about Christmas and doing stuff for New Year and everything else. For me, and I don't know whether it's because of my situation, you know, I live on my own. I mean, I've got friends around, but it's like this, it's a continuity rather than any kind of um, milestone or, um, you know, special day of any kind it's just a continuum is the only way I can say it and it's almost like we know time doesn't exist you know there's that joke about the only reason time exists is so everything doesn't happen at once but we know time doesn't exist um, in itself and I think the more that we kind of let go of all these uh, societal structures and things, the less we, well, speaking personally, the less I'm kind of focused on times and dates and everything else. As I said before, I just trust thing, that things will happen at the perfect time. And if it's not going to happen now, it must be because there's something else that needs to come along or something else that needs to present itself and so on and so forth. I mean, yes, I have some uh, goals in terms of what I want to do with my business. Um, I know that, and I've had this confirmed, that what I do with the radio shows is absolutely part of my purpose. And, you know, the work that I do as a web developer is, again, another part of my purpose in terms of supporting other uh, practitioners, businesses in the spiritual and conscious community to get their message out. So, 
the again there's a continuum in terms of activities that come together you know i'll just get a new client that will appear out of nowhere and oh that's great well that's you know that that's another month covered or another whatever covered and again it's it's relax and allow it so that's my that's my take that's my position Um, Thank you. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> it's a hit. Go ahead. So for myself, I have a couple of goals. Um, definitely, I, I would love to see the Eagle Grid expanded. And because I thought it was really cool um, how Kat was able to link into the grid with the nuggets and do that work. So I'd love to see that expanded and more people kind of come online with that and just kind of show to themselves that they're able to do profound manifestation changes through that. So that's something I'd like to see. And um, I have some goals with my side hustle with my Reiki business and um, not so much because I, I feel like I have to do it, but I, I want to be there as a resource to other people when um, they're going to need some healing. So I think it's important that anybody who has those types of skills kind of puts themselves out there at this particular time. So just expanding my own knowledge of that and maybe pick up a few more healing modalities. So that's, those are my two goals and also um, starting some sort of, um, channel like a youtube channel where i can put out weekly healing updates and stuff for people that they can access and then bob has <laughs> kind of just a silly goal but it's important <laughs> the closet <laughs> oh yeah i want to finish I want to finish the house that we've moved into and so i've ripped the i ripped the closet apart <laughs> yeah so we're our house is a complete faster right now. <laughs> Bob, Bob, we've got some kind of weird connection because I just spent the last, I don't know, week, two weeks maybe, cleaning out my closet. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can only tell you that <clears throat> I, have, I have motivated many people to do things and I have gone into businesses and reorganized everything. And the first rule I have is get rid of half the garbage cans. And then the second rule is create half the garbage. <laughs> What I mean by this is, if you get rid of half the garbage cans, you'll stop accumulating more waste than you need. And then you get rid of half the garbage because you don't realize what the garbage is until you've started to open up the walls and looked around you. And, and what you're talking about with the closet is the same thing. And we do it, we do it every year. We do it. At, what is, what's the book? Uh, is it Siddhartha? where they, they go to the river once a year and they cross the river. And the whole idea of crossing the river is to renew yourself clean, right? And, and to bring yourself anew. No, no, no. The whole idea of crossing the river is if you take too much, you'll drown. <laughs> so don't take too much. That's funny. That's funny. Um, somebody said something to me that just made me realize that 
Okay, you guys have have moved more often recently. I used to, when I was younger, move all the time. And when you move, you have to clear out stuff that, again, so you don't drown in the river, not too much, right? And uh, But I hadn't done that because I had no intention of moving and didn't want to move. But I said, let me clean this house out like I was going to move. Because what happens is that people do that. They clean out their house because they've... They bought a new one, and they're going to sell this one, and then all of a sudden they look at the new house because it's all cleaned out, and you go, oh, wow, I really like this house. Why am I moving? (laughs) So it's like it's a renewal. Clean, you know. If you haven't got anything else to do, it's also meditative. Unless you're like me and you put on some kind of television thing that's going to, you know, be in the background. So every once in a while you go, what would they just say? Well, you you sound like Dr. Costa. He would tell everyone in the in the workshop when he would do the uh, fifteen step workshop. He says, "Go home and clean out all your closets. All the stuff in your closets is not in your closets. It's in your head. You want to clean your head? You clean out all the closets. That's where the stuff is. Every time you throw something in the closet, it's, it's something in your head. So you have to clean out the closets. It cleans out your head." So that was one of his. I know his it's a good feeling. People. It's a good feeling when you do something like clean out the closet. I actually, <laughs> I, you know, this rifle that I keep talking about over the ages, you know, the one that I've got that I didn't know where it was, I found it. I also found out that it's kind of rusty. <laughs> I better do something about that. <laughs> the only reason I have a weapon isn't because I'd ever think to use it. My attitude is if I have to reach for a weapon, then I've lost the battle. But um, I have the weapon because I think it's a, not simply a right of the Constitution. I think it's a requirement to be a good patriot. That they're saying to you, you know, always be prepared to fight for for freedom and justice for all. The American way. I'm a patriot. So I, I better fix my rusted rifle. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. But if I ever had to, I wouldn't. I wouldn't reach for it because I, I'm so. I'm so convinced that we have powers that are just now beginning to get tapped into. And that, if yeah, yeah. For my answer to your question, there, Dolly, it's. Um, I just want more of what I'm seeing. Because I see a lot of really, really good things happening. Stuff that I wouldn't have predicted could happen. Well, I could in a big way, but in the details of it, like that report from the uh, National Institute of Health, that's an, an enormous step in understanding you know, the true problems that we have. Because not only did they address directly the 5G connection to the virus, but they also made the connection to the biosphere. And they pointed it out. I mean, I've heard so many different people trying to explain this. And it was this report that that was just like, they got to the... That's why I think that, that this report has been in the works for quite a while. And that it was released by somebody who's got a plan. Uh, I'm not going to get in much more than that. But um, the what they said that was so very, very important to the discussion of the sixth extinction event is this concept that water absorbs radiation. And the water molecule is the only thing that... The the Shungite C60 molecule 
a water molecule will fit into inside of it. It's the only molecule that will hold a water molecule, which is a rather large molecule. Or if there is, I don't know about it. And so you got the C60 that can hold that that water molecule. But in the case of the 5G and 4G intensification, densification, um, they specifically talked about you know the smaller organisms the things in the, the plants the things in the soil you know why do they die off it's because they're mostly made of water and the gigahertz range of the 5g is absorbed by it so they directly ad- addressed even the collapse of the biosphere so when i see things like i want more of this i want more of the awakening i just want more of 2020 because it's like you know, Jan said, you know, I wasn't hurt in 2020. Uh, it, it it hardly impacted on me at all. I mean, 2021. Even in 2020, it didn't. This is like something that's happening. And, you know, part of it's I live in the state of Florida. And we've got, you know, a governor that says, don't be afraid. You know, a lot of those governors, they're promoting the fear. So, um, but, you know... If you're doing things right, then things will be right for you. And I guess we're doing something right. <laughs> so, Walter, you haven't... What about... Yeah, I was going to say, what about you, Walt? Me? Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, I want to work on making... On doing what I love. I want to make uh, energy devices to help people and the planet... Uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm already doing that, aren't I? <laughs> I want to work by myself, not be an employee someplace. Uh, more of the work... same then. <laughs> yeah, more of, more of the same. Yeah. Not surrounded yeah. by ignorant people. Let's see. Hmm. I'm already doing that stuff. Oh, I'm I'm late to the party then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last question for you all. Um, when you think about the friendships that we have made with each other over the years, and just recently for Bob and Yasmin, um, have you come to the point where you could trust us with helping you if you get into a bind and you can't figure your way out, um, would you feel comfortable now coming and asking, well, this is my situation. Do you have any input or, or some other kind of help you might want from us? Have you all come to a point where you could do that now with us or or people in the chat room even? Because we've got so many talented people everywhere. Well, I'll just answer that real quickly, Dolly. Um, I think part of 2020, Bob and I purged just about everyone from our life that we couldn't feel that level of comfort with. So. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of confused by the question because I don't think I, I mean, I I thought I I never didn't have that feeling about you people. I, you know, I, I just, if there's something that I think you can do or need or 
you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm just me. So I, I, and I think, yeah, I think we've come to the point where, I mean, in my, in my case, I've already purged relationships that are not in alignment. So you know, I've never been somebody that needed lots of friends. I've always had only a few close friends, and when I say close. My friends are scattered all over the planet. <laughs> well, well, certainly all over the country, but also UK as well. And um, I have very this. This is why my my experience on the holidays is very different. Because in the old days, I'd be in a place, I'd be situated in a place, I'd have lots of local friends, you know, and very much uh, due to location and we met rather than any more deeply felt connection. Now, um, if I don't feel that connection, then move along. You're not the droids we're looking for, you know, and um, I've become a real hermit, actually. I enjoy my own company and, you know, I'll I'll speak to Nancy, I'll speak to other friends on the phone and things. But I think in my case, I've become so kind of self-contained. And, you know, yes, I, I can tell people what I'm going through if I've got an issue. But, you know, I it comes back to what I was saying earlier on that I always trust a solution will come to me without me having to go out and figure out, as as Walt said, how the hell do I get over this? Um, and yes, there is an element of that, but in that, in that um, heart space of trusting, you know, the solution is going to present itself and it might come from a, a, one of, one of the community like you people and it it i i don't think oh it's got to come from a certain source it could come from any direction that's what i was going to say don't second guess yourself because you you ask i, I know i've made that mistake in the past you're asking for help but you're but you're already uh, describing or creating an image of how you want that. Uh, that's the mistake, the, the how. We get so obsessed with the how. Just forget about the how. Just ask but, for the help. And, and who the other... They'll come in, in, in any way, <laughs> in, in, a, in an unexpected way, it'll it'll come. It, not just because it doesn't look the way you imagined that it would look like doesn't mean that it's not valid. <laughs> so. Absolutely. And this is the whole point about not focusing on the problem, because when you focus on something being a problem, you make it a problem. If you let go of it and know that the solution is going to come and be in that space of awareness so you spot the solution instead of being so in your head that it's a bit like the joke about <laughs> the guy who um was he in in the ocean and I, you know, God save me. And, you know, a boat comes along and uh, to pick him up. It says, no, 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 God's going to save me. And then something else comes along. Oh, no, 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 God's going to save me. <laughs> and then he ends up drowning and he goes to heaven and he said, God, why didn't you save me? Well, I sent you a, 
a boat and I sent you another boat and blah, blah, blah. And when you have that preconceived idea that the solution can only come from one place, you end up rejecting all the things that are actually coming along to help you. Yeah. And that's, again, this is, this is a learning curve, but this is the opposite of a, it's an unlearning curve. Living in this reality created by the cabal, how every factor in our existence, in our life, was designed to benefit them and serve them, we have to, we have to unlearn that lifestyle. We have because to unlearn it's, it because it's completely opposite to what is natural for us. Because it it's not all based on, based on fear. fear Domination is... and control. Domination and control. <laughs> So that, yeah. that's why nothing, when we tried, uh, uh, that's why I, I agree with people that get uh, impatient and they get angry and they say, oh, I've tried the, the law of one, oh, I tried the uh, Abraham, the law of attraction, and it doesn't, of course it doesn't work because you're trying to address things. Uh, it's, it's like the, the people that would try to figure out how to fix problems in the government, and, and, and I Nancy agree with me when I would say there's nothing wrong with it. It's working. That old reality worked perfectly. It was designed to control all of us. So it did what it did perfectly. That's why you cannot fix it. You have to create something that will completely replace it. Something that is natural. Something that will fit you, not somebody else. Because it's. let's look look at the old reality. It was not designed to benefit for example, we all agree that everyone is different. Everyone has a unique fingerprint. If you, if you look at human design, everyone is different. Well, but if you look at the existing systems or the systems that are crumbling as we speak, uh, every nothing was designed to address your uniqueness. Everything was this, made up so that everyone's the same. Every everyone. Uh, every, Everyone was, everything was designed to set, set, to follow the structure of one size fits all. And 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 how many times we had to deal with the frustration in a bureaucratic world where one size does not fit all. My situation is unique to me. Just because somebody doesn't didn't write how to fix it doesn't mean that it's in. And it's not fixable, but it has to be addressed correctly. What what I need. And, but that's not the way it was set up. The, 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 the old reality was set up to benefit the few in power and the rest of us were just an, an annoyance. But so that's, that's why we have to change. We have to unlearn the old ways of living. We have to unlearn. Because if, if you pay attention to not conscious decisions, if you pay attention to um, auto automatic reactions to, to things, you'll notice that you're reacting in the old-fashioned way, the way it used to be before in the past, not the way that it's natural for you, because that's the, it was set up in such a way that we, that's why uh, it's such a difficult question to answer when you, uh, and Alex Collier asks this of the audience, okay, what do you want? And it's such a difficult question to answer, not because we don't have the imagination to answer it is just number one nobody ever asked us what we want nobody 
not at school, not in our jobs, not at for in an, for how many relationships have failed because your partner didn't want didn't didn't want or care to ask you what you wanted. The partner just wanted to be served. This is this is what I want in a relationship. Blah 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 blah. Like, yeah, what about me? Do I exist? <laughs> so, so nobody ever asked us the question. So on on number two or more important is life is about survival. How about it, life was about okay? How do I get to the end of this day? How do I get to the end of this week? How do I get to the end of this month and pay all my bills? So life was primarily about surviving. Nobody thought of, oh, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to enjoy this. The word enjoyment, I don't know, I can't speak for the other people in this group, but for me, that word never existed because it was just a matter of surviving, 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 surviving another day, surviving another week. Uh, yay, I survived another day. Will I be able to survive tomorrow? I don't know. It depends if I can pay these bills. <laughs> so that's why when when did we get the chance to put our energy on what we want? Uh, I mean, like, for example, okay, I got to this point where I am doing something that I love. Was it painless? Absolutely not. It was very painful because in order to get here, I had to... I had to actually shed all the crap that the the life of the cabal put inside me. I had to go, you know, there's a lot of nice movies done on this, like what they do when they have to deprogram young people that are taken away from cults and stuff like that. Not a, not a pretty sight, but it's I, I couldn't believe it that I was going to have to live through that. I had to be deprogrammed from that old reality. Because otherwise I couldn't move forward. I had to be deprogrammed. I had to be uh, shown that I did not have to follow those beliefs. I didn't follow those habits. Uh, a lot. I had to get rid of a lot. I had to unlearn a lot of learned uh, behavior because of the old reality. And that's that's the way that uh, you're not allowed to be yourself. You're supposed to follow. The, the beliefs of, you know, what they tell you in school, what they tell you in church, what your relatives tell you, what people on the street tell you. And like, <laughs> when do you get Absolutely. a to yourself? <laughs> yeah. And it's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> in my experience, you know, so many catalysts came into my life in terms of talk about dark night of the soul (laughs) you know i've told the stories about the impact of my horse on my really starting my spiritual journey and you know things would happen that i would think would be the absolute disaster that have been the only uh, gave me such a leap forward you know that if i'd not gone through those challenges and they were pretty tough i mean a lot of other people have had far tougher challenges but they were pretty tough challenges and i look back now oh thank you god you know if if i hadn't been faced with those i wouldn't be where i am today i wouldn't be the person i am today and some um i wouldn't be surprised if you wonder how did i make it (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, actually, wow, that's it's amazing. I made it. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, at the time, it's um, you think, oh my god, how am I going to cope with this? This is this is disaster, a disaster. But then I look back, and you know, it, it's it's a great way to build that belief in yourself. My God, I got through this, and I got through that. And if the next challenge comes up, I know I'm going to get through it because look at all the other things I've been through. That's why I was asking these questions. I wanted you all to say those words out loud so you would hear them. Maybe in a different way than you were thinking of them in your head. And I, I wanted to point out to you all, we have come quite a distance together uh, from when we started. And it's so nice that we have been given the opportunity to be together, the listeners, the the chatters, the us. Uh, And we have learned to trust ourselves more than we used to in, in, in before and i just wanted for us to be able to start the new year out saying i have come farther uh, i have stagnated but yet when i've made steps i've made giant steps i have come farther and i know i got this world kicked i got it I can do this, and I have friends who are at pretty much the same place I am. So when I talk to them, they know what I'm saying. And and I just really wanted you to take note of how far you've come yourselves. That's it. So you can go on with the new year and think, have more confidence in yourselves because you gave it to yourselves. Well, thank you, Dolly, for being the catalyst for that. Is Dave around to uh, tell us something about the new year? Or he's busy with his friends? Or hungover. Well, you know, you know, he, he has, I don't know how to say this in our terms other than to say he has, uh, gone farther, like given a promotion. Uh, he's, he's moved more forward than he was. Even like like um in it's a wonderful life the bells rung and he's got his angels wings <laughs> he says yeah you can compare it to that oh lovely uh, and um the posse the the popcorn groups here too and the posse and they're all saying they're very proud of us. We have done well. Um, 
even though sometimes we each drag our feet because we don't have confidence, uh, uh, that's why they had me say what I said tonight. To to show yourselves that you can do it, so you can see it. You have been doing progressions, and you will continue to do progressions this year. And uh, they're saying, oh, my gosh. Sorry, I got the goosebumps. Oh. Back off a little bit, please. Oh, thank you. Um, you've got the confidence you need. You know now, talking to yourself, yeah, I do have more confidence than I've had before. And if I get to the point where I don't have the the confidence, I realize, geez, I'm kind of wishy-washy on this, and I sh- I know that I should be stronger. They say, Listen to yourselves again. You you are stronger. You can be even stronger than what you are. But they wanted you to all know what we went through with the discussion on, uh, that we all had. Um, and the... That was from Dave and the Posse. Uh, The popcorn group... The popcorn group is laughing and they're saying, uh, if you keep up all this progression you're making, we're going to have to get more chairs in the room and make more popcorn. (laughs) 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 uh, Who is the popcorn gang? Uh, they're the gang that uh, Derek told us we had watching us. We have uh, beings watching us from from everywhere, and they like to come to the shows. Every live show that Nancy has, they like to come and watch. And so Derek called them. I think it was Derek who called them the popcorn group. And so we just kind of dubbed their name the popcorn group and they liked it. So we call them the ones that watch watch us, watch our progression. Uh they don't do anything. They're just like watchers in our lives. And uh Yeah, but by virtue of watching they're changing our reality. That's the principle of quantum quantum physics. By watching something, you're changing it. That's nice. Collapsing the wave, <laughs> isn't it? Back to what we were talking about last week. You, what you were talking about, Walt, about collapsing the wave. So thank you for watching us, Gong. Thank you. <laughs> they say you're welcome. And we're going to continue to watch. And as they said, they're going to probably be having more come and join the party. And uh, wait, how, how do I say that? 
when they see individuals of us who need encouragement in one way or another, they will go to our guides and talk with them. But they themselves will not interfere in it. Our guides. Listen to our guides more. They're they're saying, um, you have been listening to your guides, but it it would benefit y'all if you would listen a little more often. And when you hear a voice saying, well, maybe I shouldn't do that, take that as advice from your guides. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> And think about that before you do do it, because you're ornery and stubborn, <laughs> like Dolly. <laughs> so, Otherwise, we'll get we'll have a hold my beer moment. <laughs> Dolly, there's a, a a question from Cosmic Moose in chat. Is the popcorn group made up of members of our soul families here in chat? Um, no, no. Our popcorn group, I thought I tried. All right, let me try to explain this again. Our popcorn group is beings from all around the universe. They are not beings who have lived here on Earth. Ever, they say ever. We've never lived on Earth. We were made for other purposes, and one of those purposes is to watch what's going on when we have a program on the radio, because if it starts to go wrong in the universe from what was said or done on the programs that are going on on this cosmic reality station then they will meet with the beings they need to meet with so that uh, this can whatever's needing to change will get to the right person and or people they they so the answer to that question Nick is no I hope I hope I explained it right uh, so you understand more. And they're saying, uh, they're done. Uh, Posse's back. Uh, they're saying that this new year holds so much in it. There's more than we ever could think of happening in this new year. There is more encouraging things that are going to be presented and shown and made uh, uh, people who don't see them they will be made to see them one way or another they're going to be made to see them and those people can choose like we have chosen they can choose to go any direction that they want to with their life but they will be made to see more things happening uh, that we have seen all along. Um, and they will 
by doing we'll probably see more things as they're happening that we're going to be seeing. Um, they say this is not a depressing year like uh, last year tended to be because of all the rescues and all of all of the beings that they were um, rescuing and bringing out from hell that they were put in by deep state and uh we we won't know who these beings are and it's not for us to know who these beings are we need to just throw out love blankets to them especially you, you say this is to go to the beings who were rescued uh like that, direct it specifically to those beings, uh, and they weren't just human beings either. They were they were lots of beings. And um, can we know what happened to them? No. Okay. Uh, no. Um, so they want to leave. On a, on a positive note with us, that thing, oh, and they're reminding me. Remember, Dave, Dave. I see Dave in this new beautiful purple and white robe, with all this light shining around him. And he says, "Take me off that pedestal, Dolly." <laughs> <laughs> I liked you on the pedestal. Well, I'm not on a pedestal. Okay. He's still Dave. Um, and where was I going, Dave? Uh, you said you wanted to finish on a positive note or the beings. Oh, yes. Something wonderful has happened. And and you're going to start seeing this throughout 2022. Uh, there will be a lot of people who disappear. We won't be seeing these people anymore. They might or might not be replaced with other things, beings, uh, uh, creations to make them look like that person. But you will be able to tell because your eyes are open to that now. And um, you can see it very plainly. Like Annette and I watched this movie with supposedly Bruce Willis in it. I can't think of the name of it now. Um, and it was not Bruce Willis. There's no way in the world that was Bruce Willis. And Annette saw it. My Annette noticed it. So uh, things are happening. Good things are happening. And they say we're going to start seeing wonderful things have happened and we're going to start seeing it and keep your eyes and ears open and keep up the good work and they're gone thank you y'all thank you thank you thank you okay fantastic yeah that's lovely thank you Dolly. that's good news <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Dolly, just going back to what you were saying about how we've all grown so much, 
I just wanted to share when I was on the first Shungite show, I actually shared that podcast with a, an associate of mine and she's a little awake, but you know, certainly not like us. And she said, you know, I really love listening to the show, but it was like a foreign language. So <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone that can comprehend what we talk about is, um, is uh, very well developed. <laughs> I think so too. Yes, and I really do. Uh, but we can help when when we are directly directed to help. We can help. Like you sharing that video. It must have opened that person's eyes to, oh, hey, there's something going on here. I don't understand this and I want to. Is that what she said or he said? Yeah, she she actually said she was going to have to go back and do some research. So I don't know if she ever did, but, you know, I, I put it out there as a seed. So You opened that door for that person. Yep. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing things like that. I'm, I think I'm done. Not by a long shot. <laughs> That's true. I did I did defy the odds. I lived to see twenty twenty two come in. Yippee. And very magical numbers as well. Two two two. <laughs> yes. All the twos. Absolutely. And that makes into fours and sixes and yeah. We're getting into the last 10 minutes, so is Bob still there? Would he like to say Happy New Year or pass on his observations? He sounds like he's cleaning out the closet. So, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, ordering, he's ordering food now. <laughs> I, I ordered DoorDash. I did not want to cook. Um, the, the best piece of advice I can tell you is always put your socks on before your shoes. <laughs> and your underwear before your trousers otherwise you'll look like a superman yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's not necessarily standard here in California <laughs> oh, what wearing underwear no comment <laughs> oh, good lord so, what else? Anybody got something that they'd like to pass on to uh, to the rest of us? No. Oh. Nine minutes, you said? Ten. Okay. Eight. Okay. I'm going to tell you this story if you haven't heard it already. Um, and if you have, hopefully the other 75 people haven't. But um, Yasmin and I used to live on a small hobby farm. A hobby farm in California is less than one acre, um, but you grow things on it. And it was getting to be too much for me to run, so I decided to enlist the help of a 4-H person to work at the house on weekends. And I thought, this would be great. I'll have this, this gal come in, and she'll clean stalls, and she'll feed rabbits, and she'll take care of the place, and it won't have to feel like a job. And in exchange, I'll teach her something. So... I had a few over and I interviewed them and I found one named Aubrey. who was really nice. And I said, what do you think? And she goes, I really want to learn about construction. And I see that you're building stuff. I really want to learn about farming. Um, 
in ways other than the 4-H, and that's really cool, and will you teach me to drive? And I said, absolutely. So on the very first day she got here, I thought it was important to go over safety. Safety being a big thing, right? Very important. Know where the, know where the phone is, know where I'm going to be, know where Yasmin's going to be, know where the fire extinguisher is. And she goes, what's a fire extinguisher? Uh, okay let's solve this right now right but you're out in the middle of farm country and what you don't want anybody hearing is the word fire spoken very loud because fires rip through farm countries and leave nothing behind so i said we'll have to come up with a replacement word for that so when you you're when i teach you what to do you all yell that word and so I said, your word's going to be biscuit. So you're going to say, biscuit, biscuit, biscuit. And then you're going to take this fire extinguisher, you're going to run over, you're going to pull it in, and you're going to sweep from side to side, pulling the handle down. And she goes, okay. So, so we practice this like three or four times because I have extra fire extinguishers anyway. So we, we practice it <laughs> to the point where I'm feeling very comfortable that she can work around the property, that she sparks something, she can go, she can put it out, Right. She knows what to do. She knows to call for help. Biscuit, biscuit, biscuit. So she worked with us for about two years. And when she left, she said, Mr. West, there's something that bothers me. And she goes, you have taught me so much about tools and safety and construction and farming. She says, I'll never be able to thank you. But what I'm worried about is that someday there's going to be a fire and I'm going to be Johnny on the spot. And I'm going to go get the fire extinguisher. I'm going to point it at it. And I'm going to start yelling, biscuit, biscuit, biscuit. And they're all going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> anyway, it's a story. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good story. I couldn't get my mute off. That's a good story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I personally feel that, you know, the story about me jumping timelines, I think that we've, we're back on the Ascension timeline. I feel very comfortable in the new energies. I I see people waking, waking up all around us. I see mostly magic. Um, there's a there's so there's so many things that are available once you get back on that timeline because of a lot of the things we've talked about today. So I've got a, a you know I feel really happy about where we're going. Were we ever off that, those of us who are here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. When Starfire Tour was talking about getting back on the timeline that we should have been on, that's the one that we jumped from. Now, but I've come to the realization that had we not jumped from jumped and come over here to help Dolly out, Dolly doesn't feel like she was ever on that other timeline to help her out. When we did that, we prevented that negative black timeline to collide with the one that is destined to succeed. We wouldn't have been prepared for it. But by being here and making adjustments on it, you know, it was an easy merger. Hmm. Oh, okay, we're back. But don't don't you think that the fact... I mean, I never felt I was on any other... Well, I say never. In, from the, the time, you know, the evolution I went through 
to be feeling I was in a different dimension. I've never doubted for a moment that I'm on that timeline. So don't you think that part of our job is to keep have that belief that we're on that timeline, which must well, yeah, it, okay, from, from the, have influenced it. From that standpoint, I agree with you. Yeah, that, you know, part of that timeline was learning about the dark timeline and merging it, understanding the difference between good and evil. It's all It all works out in the end. It's all, you know, in a certain way, I think, kind of predetermined that we're going to succeed. Remember, when I made that jump, the first question I asked was, you know, will I succeed? I didn't want to fail. <laughs> I don't like failure. And I think we're on the on the path to success again. Where, you know, the Star Trek universe is just a few months away. That's what I, I I've never doubted it, yeah. I've never doubted it. Okay, so we got under three minutes left. Do you want to say goodnight, Jan? Good night. Thank you all for listening. And I wish you a very happy, healthy, prosperous and joyful 2022. How about Yasmin? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good night. We've got this. Um, we've, we've got our infrastructure in place, which is the Eagle Grid, and we're going to have a great year. Absolutely. Walter. Well, good night, everybody, and... Have an amazing new year because this this is a, a new year unlike any other. Enjoy it. <laughs> Why do you say that? That it's like, not, well, none of them are the same. But is it what? What are you feeling in your heart of hearts? This is a new year without the cabal. There you go. I said it. There you go. It's different from any other, and it's meant to be enjoyed fully, completely. Awaken it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that, that, that's, I love it too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what I'm feeling. That we're in a good place, you know. And um, so, Dolly, what do you what do you think? You want to say good night? I think I think I have definitely uh, jumped to a new place. Less words in my world these days. Yes or no answers are do just fine for me. Um, and I want to say, trust yourselves more, y'all. You got it. Trust yourself. And, and if you doubt it, think about it. Uh, and trust yourself. So, um, this is going to be a good year. Great year. Remember, and something wonderful has happened. Bye-bye. And I appreciate you all. I do feel it's a good year coming up. And um, I'm so absolutely grateful that you're all here with us because we're having a good time. It's only going to get better. Um, So we'll see you next time. Be safe. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>